Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. It was morning of the day Bill Mead's custody suit was to be finally settled. In a few hours, the child Kit had brought back from California was to be given legally into the care of one or the other of the claimants. Kit, who had attempted to use Lisa Fenner's baby as a means to restore her marriage, or Bill, who felt a sincere fatherly devotion toward the little boy he believed to be his son. But before that decision was made, the young woman Bill loves was to be submitted to the merciless examination of Kit's lawyer, for Farnsworth had subpoenaed Peggy as a witness. Now, while Lefty Larkin, Peggy, and her fiancé Nicholas Dorn drive to the courtroom at Huntsville in the Lane's rather shabby sedan, Lily Devon and Randy, Aunt Mary's son, speed along the highway toward Huntsville in the little pickup truck. Well, Randy, won't be long now. No. But the next few hours aren't going to be very pleasant. I was thinking the same thing. Poor Peggy. She didn't get much rest last night. I guess she was having nightmares. Really? Yeah. She woke me up once talking in her sleep. I couldn't make much sense out of it. Something about Kit and the baby. And then all of a sudden, she sat straight up in bed and said very clearly, as if she were reciting, Justice is like a fish. It slips away when you try to catch it. <laughs> she must have read that somewhere, and it's stuck in her mind. Oh, it sure gave me the creeps, anyway. But she lay right down again without even waking up. You know, it's funny when you get mixed up in something like this, the law and such. It makes you realize that you're not really a free individual, even if you think you are. I don't get you. Well, well I mean, you go along minding your own business, doing pretty much as you please. Then some little cog slips, and you find out you're not just an individual roaming around on the loose. You're part of something a thousand times bigger than you are. And there's no way to escape, even if you wanted to. You mean whether Peggy wants to or not, she has to get up on that stand today and testify, because the court said she had to. Yeah, that's right. And even though we'd all like to protect her, save her from it somehow, not a darn thing we can do. Yeah... I never thought of it that way, but you're right. I only hope this whole deal isn't going to sour Peggy on things generally. She's had so much trouble over Bill Mead, I'm afraid she... Uh, she may sort of crawl into a shell. Oh, I don't know, Lily. If you mean she may get bitter, defeated... Well, you could hardly blame her if she did. But you never know. Maybe it would be the best thing. Once she finds out that being in love with someone just means a lot of grief and headaches. Who said it does? I did. Oh, come on now, Lily. You don't really believe that, do you? 
Brother, you should know how much I believe it. The best protection a gal can have is realizing you can't beat the game. You're bound to lose, so it's better not to play at all. Still trying to convince yourself the only way to keep from getting hurt by life is not to live completely. Just sort of nibble around the edges. Sure. I believe that. You know, that's a pretty silly attitude for a girl like you. Silly? Pardner, when you say that, smile. Sure it is. You're afraid to give in to your emotions. What are you keeping yourself on ice for, Lily? Or maybe I should say, who? Because sooner or later you'll meet some guy and fall plenty hard. Just as if you didn't have all these theories. Uh-uh. You're all wrong, chum. Not this baby. Want to make a bet on it? Why not? Anyway, look who's talking. I notice you're going your own sweet way without getting tangled up with anyone. What makes you think I shouldn't do the same? Well, I don't pretend I'm going to go on like this for the rest of my life. Oh, I see. You mean you're just waiting till the right gal comes along? Yeah, something like that. Sure you'll recognize her when you meet her? Oh, don't worry about that. I'll know her all right. And I gather you haven't met her yet. Nope, not yet. Well, pal, good hunting. Naturally, the girl will fall for you. Oh, naturally. Do you use traps or do you stock your game for days and then you... Well, uh, I believe in domesticating the animal. I offer my hand in friendship. Let them learn to trust me. Well, you better watch yourself. Somebody's liable to snap at you one of these <laughs> days. <laughs> oh, I'll take that chance. What's the matter, Lily? Don't you approve? You look so... Let's skip it, shall we? Anyway, here we are. Oh, yeah. Well, you better go on in. I have to take the truck over to the depot. How come? Well, Mom wired for me to leave it there for her. I'll walk back. When does Aunt Mary get to town? There's a train at 10.30, if she's on it. Well, I sure hope she is. Let's see, it's a quarter up now. Court opens at 10, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you better hurry back then. Mm -hmm. See you inside. Yeah. I think I'll go on in and keep an eye on the Calvert gang. Just in case they try to pull any fast ones. Well, it's lucky the baby fell asleep, Kit. I think it was silly bringing him over. Lucy could have looked after him. Of course, I realize what Farnsworth was after when he told you to bring the child. I should think that would be fairly obvious, Jesse. He's quite right, Kit. You look the picture of loving motherhood, the sleeping child in your arms. Really quite touching. If one didn't know any better. Jesse, sometimes I wonder if you're capable of saying a kind, decent word. Heaven knows I don't expect much from you, but today I'm in no mood oh, for your... after all, Kit, you must admit it's rather funny you're putting on this Madonna act at the 11th hour. You know perfectly well it wouldn't have occurred to me to bring the baby over if Farnsworth hadn't insisted. I only hope he doesn't wake up and start howling as soon as things get started. Well, he probably will. But you shouldn't mind that. It'll give you an opportunity to demonstrate your efficiency as a mother. Well... Today ought to be quite an interesting session, at least from the standpoint of a spectator. You're having a fine time through all this, aren't you, Jesse? Just so long as it's no threat to you. It's been a pleasant change from usual monotony. I don't understand, though, how Farnsworth thinks he can get away with questioning Peggy Douglas. She hasn't a thing to do with the case, actually. Perhaps he thinks she has. No. He's using it as a psychological weapon. Legally, I don't think he has any business dragging her into it. I don't imagine she's looking forward to it much, poor little thing. Oh, poor 
poor little thing. Poor, downtrodden, little innocent. Oh, really, Jesse. I marvel at you, Kit. I should think even your conscience would bother you, thinking what you've done to that girl's life. Well, I assure you my conscience isn't bothering me at all. So far as the lanes are concerned, I'm rather enjoying myself. That's just what I mean, Kit. You're utterly ruthless. I'm honest. How many people like their enemies? You don't, that's certain. No. But I think the difference between us, Kit, is that I acquired my philosophy through being hurt. I didn't start out with it. Well, you've been this way all your life. Have I, Jesse? No, there was a time when I was a youngster. <sighs> oh, what's the use of talking about it? This is how I feel now and the way I'll always feel from now on. Oh, here I see. The whole Lane clan. Lefty, Nicholas Dorn, Randy. Even that nightclub girl, Lily, something or other. Well, one thing you can say for them, they certainly stick together. They're just huddled together for moral support. They know we're winning. Come to think of it, they're not all here. Aunt Mary's missing. No, don't worry. She'll come bustling in. It's odd, though, the way she went rushing out yesterday. Ben thought she just couldn't take any more, but... I wonder. I wouldn't let it bother me, Jesse. Aunt Mary's bound to show up. Especially since her darling Peggy is going to be examined. Oh, here comes the judge. They're going to start. As Judge Willoughby walked in, the crowd rose, ready to take the oath of allegiance to the flag, which would open the session. In a moment, Peggy would be called to the witness stand. Nervously, Randy Lane and Lefty looked over their shoulders toward the door, hoping to catch sight of Aunt Mary coming down the corridor with a calm, assured walk. Suppose she'd missed the train. They needed her. Needed her wisdom and courage. But there was no sign of Aunt Mary as the last day of the trial began. <laughs> 